It's Pat and Stu in for Glenn today on the podcast. Uh, Pat from Pat Gray Unleashed, available. Look, if you've got uh, a podcast app, you're already on it. Why not go over to Pat Gray Unleashed and subscribe right now? Uh, rate and review this podcast. Pat Gray Unleashed, Stu Does America, also available for free. Lots of listening for you to do over this Labor Day weekend. Today we talk a little bit about Stephen A. Smith, who thinks the new coach of the Brooklyn Nets... Uh, only got his job because of white privilege. You may have heard of his name, Steve Nash, multi-time MVP, but white privilege. Yeah, it's not like it's a 7-Eleven clerk. No. Hey, let's just hire that guy because he's white. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> skip over all the really high-qualified uh, black candidates and give it to any white guy. No, he's mm. Steve Nash. He's a Hall of Famer. Um, also, uh, the unemployment numbers, they're getting better. Uh, you know, some encouraging news from the economy we'll get into today. Uh, we go into Andrew Cuomo and how terrible he is. Uh, Andrew Cuomo was awful. Dot com. Uh, also, uh, the shooter of the Trump supporter, he murdered a Trump supporter, had a little altercation with police himself, didn't work out that well for him, but we do have an interview with him before he died, uh, and we'll give you that today as well. And um, also the uh, box office, there's a new movie coming out, Tenet, this weekend, it's first attempt to see if people will go back to the movies, so we'll see how that goes, we go through some of that information as well. Uh, make sure to uh, check that out. We got uh, um, Blaze TV subscription as well. Uh, you can still use that code Big Tech for twenty bucks off your subscription. BlazeTV.com/slash/glen. Code is Big Tech. Oh, and let me remind you one more thing before we go. Peter Schweizer, you might have heard him on the show earlier this week. He uh, has a documentary out that was on Blaze TV for subscribers only. You can get it for free now on Blaze TV's YouTube channel. Um, go check that out. It's about Joe Biden and all of his corruption in China. I think you'll enjoy that. All right, here's a podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Uh, joined by Jeffy. Uh, hello. hello. Is Jeffy still the host of the Chewing the Fat podcast available for sub- subscri- subscription right now on podcast? Yes. You what I want to know is, have you been able to keep the price down? Is it still free? I know you've been fighting for it for a long time. Is well, it still free? I have another meeting today, but as of okay. right now. Yeah, as of, as right, of right now. now it's free. So, wow. Well, you should download so, it right what away. What a value. Get to it now. Uh-huh. Get to it now, wherever you know, wherever you get your podcast. You can't guarantee it'll be free tomorrow. Well, I'm gonna. Fight. I'm still fighting for okay. it. Okay, I'm still fighting for the people. <laughs> but right now, it's free, and you can get it wherever you get your podcast. All during right. the fat, that's great. I mean, mm-hmm. you're welcome, <laughs> uh, Jeffy. Have you uh, seen any uh, neighborhood civil wars breaking out? Uh, is this happening in your neighborhood? Funny too? you should ask. Mm. Because I noticed last week in my neighborhood as I was leaving that uh, there's a guy that put up a Trump sign right on the corner mm-hmm. as you leave the neighborhood. And I thought, boy, that takes some guts. That takes some guts. <laughs> I don't know that I would do that. Put a Trump That's sign on, in your yard no, in, in your, uh, on a main corner. You know, he's a right. corner house, right? <laughs> yeah. And not, not in deep inside the neighborhood. Yeah. And I thought, boy, that takes some guts. Mm-hmm. Then, like three days later, I turned down the street, and two other houses have Biden-Harris signs oh, in the no. front yard. <laughs> so oh, the wars, wars have started, man. The this wars is how the have Hunger started. Games started. People don't know mm-hmm. that. This is how the Hunger Games started. I mean, in today's mm-hmm. world, like we did, we had the story earlier, uh, earlier this week about the lady who got a strongly worded letter from the neighbors because of her Trump sign. Yes, right. And she and they were they just hated her and wanted her to get rid of the sign. In fact, and it, it's amazing because she's a Mexican. Mexican-American single mother whose parents are legal immigrants. So, I mean, I guess that doesn't matter if it's a Trump sign. 
right? The Trump mm-hmm. 2020 sign. It doesn't right. matter if who I, you are. My wife, uh, Lisa Page, made me do it on, on Instagram, of course, uh, as she would make me tell you. Uh, posted that. That's the first place I saw it was on her feed because it was some, some local area around here where this letter came in. And it's a letter basically saying, hey, uh, I saw your Trump sign. Just wanted to thank you for being uh, hating immigrants right. and hating people like me. You're, you're, this is a loud statement as to what you think about who people like me and who you're yeah. And it was like this really angry thing. And, of course, she didn't realize that she had actually delivered it to a Mexican-American yeah. <laughs> who was a Trump yeah. supporter. Just incredible. And I, that got me. Th- and then that's when you know I see the Trump sign in my neighborhood. I'm thinking, I don't know that I would do that. I don't know that I put up the. I mean, it's. Ba- I barely want to put up a flag anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's that's crazy. That's crazy because uh, that is that 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 is not America, right? <laughs> if you can't put up a freaking American flag, and I know you're exaggerating a little bit here, but like the Trump thing is like legitimate. If you put a Trump sticker on your car, you've got a good chance of it getting keyed. Yeah. And the point is, like, you yes. know, I. There's two parts of me on this. One is like I, I want to put every political sign on my I car. Know. You know, I want to put pro life. I want to put everything on there just because I hate the idea that this would be Someone my concern. Would be angered by it, yeah. On the other side, I realize that no person in um, in American history has changed their mind over a bumper sticker or a sign. Oh, I don't know about so, that. I may, have, I may have gone to a restaurant or two because of a bumper sticker. Well, I, yes, advertisement, I guess, does work. Uh, but I used to, they used to have these signs. I used to always think this was the worst thing in the world down in uh, in Philadelphia when I would I would be on my commute to the studios there, and there would be these signs in the neighborhoods that would say, um, "Vote Line 7. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, yeah. Wait, vote line seven. You're not even going to tell me what it is or what the name is because it, it becomes just a cultural right. thing, right? You know, mm-hmm. uh, I, we were driving through a neighborhood in here in Texas, and there must have been an eighty to one ratio of Trump to Biden signs. <laughs> like, I, it was a, okay. one of these big complexes. Every single one Trump sign everywhere. It was one of these deep, deep red. One little Biden Harris, and then Biden. one little Biden person. You're like, look, I do. I, do I, am I voting for Joe Biden? No, but it, it, you'd like the 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 the, the bravery Absolutely. to at least stick the line, the, stick the sign in your Absolutely. in your lawn, And, and I felt smile. bad about thinking about this guy putting up his Trump uh, Trump Pence 2020 sign in the front yard on this corner lot. I'm thinking. I you know this is a main road coming yeah. out of the neighborhood. I don't know that I would do that. Well, man. It, it might be accidentally have uh, you know. Oops! Did that brick fly out of the back of my pickup truck up against your house? I, Sorry. One of the things they're saying now is people are putting signs in areas where they can't be trashed. So instead of putting them out on the corner where you would normally put them, yeah. they're putting them in trees. <laughs> They're putting them behind fences, like (laughs) hanging over a fence. So you'd have to get out of your car and go all the way up to the house to take down the sign, which is a little Mm -hmm. bit more difficult to do. That is like, how can this be our country? It's so ridiculous. And it's not the same as, you know, during election season where you have the empty corner lots with 80 signs. You know, vote for this judge, vote for that judge. Yes on 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, and they have like, you know, there's 50 signs right. as you're at the red light. Okay, that's fine. I, I just saw, I, I saw a story from Montana where they it, where some guy came onto somebody's property and tore their signs down off of their front porch yeah. and then set them on fire in their front lawn. Well, they had their kids sleeping about 10 feet away inside the house. Mm-hmm. And... You don't know when that fire is going to spread. I mean, that it just it's insanity what it, people are it doing. Most definitely over is. a Trump sign. Get over it. Get over it. it. He's one of the two Get major candidates. Yeah. yeah, like he's I, the president of the United States. Yeah. By the way, yeah. 
move on with, with your life. Who hates people and can't <laughs> <Yeah>. stand them. <laughs> and right, we right, know right. how you, that, that's exactly how you feel. And because you, he hates people, you must know. Absolutely. Also, that's what that sign means. That's what that people. sign means. Have yeah. you seen okay. friends and stuff in your life, relatives that have blown up their relationships over this yet? Have you been seeing this? I don't know about relationships. I mean, with the the fights and the not talking to each other. Yeah, well, that's kind of blowing up your relationship. Yeah, yeah, I mean, not necessarily they're never going to talk again, but just like they're they're at odds and will not speak to each other about anything yeah. for a while. That that's a, mm. that's an amazing <clears throat> development to me. It's like you know, this you can only. You can't, you're never going to change someone's mind like that. I talked about this with Jim Gaffigan this week on Stu Does America. Oh, man, that guy is. And I, I look, I love Gaffigan. I love the guy. I think wow. he's hilarious. I think he's a legend, right? I think mm-hmm. he's a great comedian. And, and he's gone for years and years and yeah. years avoiding mm-hmm. politics mm-hmm. because as he said. that was said, a good idea. Right, as he said. <laughs> it was a really good idea. Really yeah. good idea. Right. And what he said was like, I know no one wants to hear about politics from me. I'm not right. changing any minds. Right. Right. Which is true. So one day he has this sort of like, ah, screw it. I don't care anymore. I got to say something. Oh, blah, 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 blah. This is too important. Blah, 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 blah. Right. And then he rants on, on social media. So now he's pissed off about half of his fans. Mm-hmm. A good chunk of them will never go back to, to listening to him again for any right. reason. No way. I'm not going to. I mean, I don't. I'm I can, not going to. I don't care, honestly. Like I, every, every comedian yeah. or actor or whatever, sports celebrity, I assume, are just mega ni- insane liberals. It's so a I don't good assumption. Care. It, they I didn't are. assume that about Jim Gaffigan. I didn't assume that. I kind of thought, him. I mean, if you listen to his, if you listen closely <laughs> to him, I think what he actually is, is a Midwestern Democrat. Like, I don't think he, I don't think if, if this was... I don't know. Uh, Marco Rubio running right now. I don't think this happens. I think he's one of these people who's been broken by the Trump era, mm-hmm. right? Not Trump's fault, but like these people who are on the left cannot be rational around Donald Trump. It's impossible for them. Boy, it's impossible true. for them. And so this is what he is right now, which is not only, I, th- I think it's interesting to note that not only is it a waste for him and his career, mm-hmm. like it will, I mean, he's, he's a big enough guy that he's, he'll probably be hurt by this, but it's not going to destroy his career. I don't think, um, but what what I think on the other side of that is, which is much more important for us, because Jim Gaffigan's got millions of dollars already. He, he's going to be taken care of for a very long time. Much more important for us is to realize how we felt as he was tweeting those things. Did it move us toward Joe Biden? No. No. It moved us the, away from the him. The more important thing to understand here is how ineffective mm-hmm. this tactic is. This tactic is. of just screaming and ranting and raving like an insane person and, and saying to everyone who's on the other side, hey, idiots, you're a bunch of morons. You, you yeah. know, you're, you, this guy's a thief, a liar, a scam artist, whatever. It doesn't work. Forget mm-hmm. the fact that it's dumb and it's wrong and all of the other things. It's also just not effective. <laughs> I mean, it's driven us closer to Trump. Right. It's made us less weary of the well he's yeah. not right here or boy you know they hey boy he said that wrong it's like so yeah and like look when we're all around each other you know vent all you want right but if you're actually trying to to convince someone which he obviously which he obviously was, was right? yeah it, it, this is just not the way to do it it actually works against you and the funny thing mm-hmm. about uh, uh gaffigan and you made this point pat is you didn't know what his politics were Right. And he was a very effective communicator, which is probably if he would have utilized uh, his own platform 
to mm-hmm. talk about these things in a way that was still friendly. He's actually capable of doing it. Right. Right. He is one of these right. few, the few people who actually could probably convince. Maybe he should have used this voice. Yeah. <laughs> about Donald Trump. Maybe that would have been more effective, huh? Maybe. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm at that point now where it's like anyone I like who I know is a liberal, I've, I've mm-hmm. muted them in my brain until November 4th. They're all insane mm-hmm. right now. They they mm-hmm. they are incapable of having a normal conversation. They are mm-hmm. incapable of having a rational thought. I I just I'll mute them until November fourth and then check back in. Yeah, I you know that's a good way to to do it and think about it. But then on the same uh, the same hand, you're looking forward to uh, sports firing back up or at least football firing back up, mm-hmm. and we saw that the, that's going to be in our face. With the Ever NFL, present. with the NFL, I mean, it will be really yeah. bad. It's going to be ugly. With the, uh, it, it's, it's going really to be bad it's the first weekend of the first NFL. Weekend of the NFL it's going to be yeah. ugly. Yeah, ugly. And you know, and okay. I'm, I think I'm just going to avoid the first weekend. And I don't know NFL. what's going to happen with with college football. <laughs> I mean, we're looking like we're going to have some kind of season, whether it be abbreviated or not. But all the teams, all the players are on board. I don't know that they get away with it as much uh, as the NFL mm. will. But it's going to be it's going to be in in your face. So how do you mute that? It's it's tough because you know we we always get on, we always bust on Glenn because Glenn's first <laughs> response whenever an athlete does something annoying is to come at us and go, Oh, oh why are you, are you still, still watching? watching it? What do you not why care you about America? <laughs> yeah, you go to every movie and he goes, possible. And here's Glenn right. Beck who goes to literally yes. every movie that comes out with every mm-hmm. Hollywood celebrity and yep. all they do is rant and rave about they politics. Sure do. And then in every movie is actually the point of the movie <laughs> is how bad conservatives are, but he'll go to every one of them. Yep. And I just you know, his point is you know, I, we, as we point out that inconsistency, usually what we do <laughs> yes. is we change the topic. But what my my point here is that, like, you really can't micromanage this. You have to realize that not only in entertainment, every business you go into, you're doing business with people who are insane liberals. Yeah. Every restaurant you go to, one of the cooks who's back there is an insane liberal who right. thinks Black Lives Matter uh, should, you know, should take over the government. And Antifa is, is number one in their hearts. And you don't you don't necessarily know it. But it's happening literally everywhere you yeah. go. This is civilization. This is capitalism, really. It's the point of you don't have to know and trust every person you do business with. That's the brilliance of capitalism. You just you have currency. You exchange it with them. Everyone does their little job, and you move on with your freaking life. And there's things that Boy, I really enjoy nice, about sports. That'd be sports. nice if that actually happened. I know. Yeah, wouldn't it? I, I enjoy sports. I'm not going to let some dumb player who hasn't thought about any of these issues take it away from me. I'm not. I'm not letting them make that decision for me. I understand why a lot of people are like that, and I, you know, of course, respect you. You know, if if, if you're not getting enjoyment out of it because it's so in your face, then you leave. But like for me, I can just turn it off when they're blabbing about this stuff. I'll mute it. I don't have to. I don't have to listen to it. I know these issues. This is what I do for work. <laughs> I don't yeah, need to right. hear it from some stupid player who's never looked at an FBI crime report. I just don't <laughs> need it. You know, I like. I'm sorry. You know, we have this thing. Learn, then protest. In you know, that order. Wow, that's crazy. Learn, then protest. Another one. Learn, then vote. In that order. That's funny that you say that because I started a campaign this week on chewing the fat because they talked about uh, people clicking on links that they get text to them mm-hmm. and then it you know it impermeates your phone yeah, and right, you just right. everything blows it up. And uh, they're saying you know don't click on those. I, I thought I started a campaign. Think before you link. What do you think? Ah, ah, come on now. 
Yeah, you know, that's not, a campaign not, I can get. Behind. Is not going to hurt your side business of uh, spyware. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Okay. So people how, aren't, what people was aren't that complex do it. process again? How do you? What do okay. you do first? Uh, I, I want everyone to listen to this because this, <laughs> this is really complicated. Learn, learn, then protest, then protest. I don't protest and then learn. No, it's got to be this order. Oh, wow. Learn, really, then vote. Huh? Wow. Okay. Think before you link. Powerful. It's powerful. I know. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Hi, it's Glenn. If you're a subscriber to the podcast, can you do us a favor and rate us on iTunes? If you're not a subscriber, become one today and listen on your own time. You can subscribe on iTunes. Thanks. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. So we got some pretty good economic news. How dare you? Pretty good. You, no. no. No? No. I mean, pretty bad. Pretty bad. Yeah, pretty bad economic Horrible news. news. Just terrible. Terrible Ter- news. All news I mean, is terrible until November 4th. Don't you know that? I do know that. <laughs> that's yes. that's the rule in the media. That's yes. the one we have to hit. And then it's still going to be terrible depending on who wins. It depends on who wins. Yes. It, now, it could still be terrible <laughs> until January 20th-ish. That's what I'm saying. If by, I, lo- even if I love hearing wins. that, too. <laughs> we might not know until uh, inauguration day. We might not even know then. <laughs> okay. All this stuff Brother. All this stuff has a political angle to it. Sure I love. People were like, you know, Trump's like, uh, the, Trump, they're like the Trump administration has asked all uh, states to be ready for the vaccine on November 1st. <laughs> all right okay <laughs> i love that it's funny because uh now the left is all anti-vaccine then now all right, of a sudden yeah. everyone on the left has become anti-vaccine <laughs> because donald trump is working on a vaccine uh, now he's not in the laboratories i don't know if they know that he's he's helping to coordinate the efforts which have been pretty impressive on this uh but it does not mean that he's going to be actually he's not going to be injecting you uh, if you're in the left right now, don't worry about it. Don's not really? coming to your house with a needle. Okay. Okay. So just that so you know. a relief. Uh, so the unemployment numbers are out and this is, it is really interesting. Tell me, let me give you this premise first, Pat. And you tell me if you think this is a legitimate premise. The election is coming in November. That part I think you'd agree with. Mm-hmm. We lost a bunch of jobs because of the coronavirus situation and mm-hmm. we're bouncing back now. Yes. If Donald Trump can bounce that back to the levels we were at before the coronavirus, he's likely to be elected. Again, I would think re-elected, so. Right? Because that would be incredible. That would really. be that would incredible. be the v. If this was just a, and again, a lot of people have died. I'm not minimizing uh, the COVID situation at all. Mm-hmm. But if if what we have here is a situation that we're hit out of nowhere with a, a global pandemic, the worst one we've seen in a hundred years, and our economy has bounced back to full levels. Or close to full levels within, you know, eight months, seven mm-hmm. months. Mm-hmm. That is a really good case for the president to make. Like the president no can say that is he will have a good argument to make to the American people at that time. Mm-hmm. And so we're seeing these numbers come in now and there is a bounce back. Will it get to those levels? I don't know. Let me give you a couple of uh, 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 numbers here, Pat. Let's go back to a year ago. This is the, the unemployment rate every month. 3.5, 3.6, 3.5, Let me go into 2020. 3.6, 3.5, March 4.4, April 14.7. So 
So 14.7 is a, a big jump. A, a big jump. 10 points in yeah. one month. That was huge. May drops it from 14.7 to 13.3. And by the way, keep in mind, we thought it was going to keep going up. Yeah. It might hit 20 or 30% is what they were saying. Yeah. I mean, that four, when, that? when 14.7 came out, there were a lot of calls of, of, of north of 20%. Yeah. The, the predictions. Yeah. Did not come to pass. 14.7 in April. Instead, it went down. Right. 13.3 in May. 11.1 in June. Wow. 10.2 in July. And Still today's n- today's number came out just a few hours ago. 8.4%. 8.4%? Now, 8.4%. Wow. That's high. High. We were just talking about 3536, right? But when was it 8.4% last? This is mm. fascinating. And just trying to think. 8.4 to me still feels really high for an unemployment rate. Right, but not after fourteen points. Not after fourteen point seven, but it still seems like but okay. Still, we still got a ways to go. High. Yeah. Well, the last time we had an eight point four percent unemployment rate was actually eight point five. Barack Obama, December two thousand eleven. Mm-hmm. What I thought was fascinating, Pat, is if you look at this exact. We've had we had Barack Obama for two terms, right? Yep. And then we have um, uh, Donald Trump, and Donald Trump comes in, and he's running for re-election. So if we look at the exact. Same time in Barack Obama's presidency, we'd be a few months before his election in 2012. If you go back to the exact same month, August 2012, as compared to August 2020. Now, remember, no coronavirus in August 2012. Uh, In August 2020, the unemployment rate is 8.4%. In August 2012, it was 8.1%. So wow. all, he's running That's amazing. right now is almost amazing. identical unemployment rate as the brilliant economy of Barack Obama that was praised universally should be talking at the about time. That. Should, somebody he, should be talking about and, that. And you know what? Next month, he's going to be ahead probably because if this continues to improve, the next month, uh, September 2012, it was 7.8. Same with October for Barack Obama going into Seven, his election. 7.8. Well, and you remember at its highest when it peaked... And it was it was before the election uh, campaign. Mm-hmm. I think it was in 2010, yep. maybe 2011, somewhere in there. Yep. And it was, if I remember correctly, 9.8 percent. Yeah, 9.9. 9.9. March and April of 2010. Okay. And now, what is what did he say about that? Well, at least it's not 13 or 14 or right. 15 percent. Yep. It's not 15 percent. And that was when we came up with the whole <laughs> metric wow. of created and saved <laughs> jobs. Remember that? Yes. The created or saved jobs metric. Right. Which we were like, wait a minute, what is that metric? Well, you just invented that out of thin air. Which they did. Which they did. <clears throat> um, so 8.4%. Now that's, look, we still, that means we still have ways to go, but mm-hmm. we are going in the right track. Let me give you the job loss numbers here. Um, so this is, you know, we, we bounced around um, uh, flat here for a while. So, we had, let me see, I'm going to look this up real quick, pull this up for you. This, so this is um, labor force participation rate. Give you this. So we're at, um, eh, here we go. Eh, sorry, I'm, there's, I'm looking at a bunch of different stats here at the same time. Okay, here we go. Job losses and gains. This is the easiest one for people to understand. Is this um, the one where we were getting uh, like two, 300,000 yeah, people exactly. uh, per so, month? So you have, uh, in, this is people going back to work. Uh, getting jobs. Mm-hmm. Here we go. So this is going back to September again of 2019. Gained 208,000 jobs, 185,000 jobs gained, plus 261, plus 184. So times are really good. We're, yeah, we're doing hundreds solid, of thousands every month. Solid numbers. Yeah. Plus 214, plus 251. That's February 2020. Then the coronavirus <clears throat> thing kicks in. We go minus 1.4 million. Okay. Yep. Now that number is 
massive minus 1.4 million massive that's but we, there were forced closures everywhere exactly which is why april is a little uglier than yeah, march yeah, so minus 1.4 million in march minus 20.8 million yeah that was in a shock april. to the system 20.8 million 20 almost 21 million people in a month yeah so Oof. i mean that is that's rough however that's a body blow right there to right. the economy then you go plus oh. 2.7 million in May. So right after the 20 million lost, the next month we gained. We gained. How many? 2.7 million. Wow. Which again, 2.7 million would be, there's this ridiculous thing, both sides month. going back and forth, where the left is saying, this is the worst year ever, and the Republicans uh-huh. are now starting to say, this was the best month ever. Yeah. And it's like, well, both of those are ridiculous, <laughs> right. right? Like, I, right. we're bouncing back, and that's great. Uh, but we had a lot of room to bounce back. And the idea that you're going to po- point this is like, oh, this economy is crashing. I can't believe Donald Trump. I don't know if you've noticed, but there's a little thing we're dealing with right now called a pandemic. It's kind of a big mm-hmm. deal. Uh, mm-hmm. So we go minus 20.8 million in April, then plus 2.7 million jobs in May, then plus 4.8 million in June. Wow. Then in July, plus 1.7 million. And in August, plus 1.4 million. That's the new number. So the job losses in March and April were 22.1 million. The job gains since then have been 10.6 million. We've gotten so almost half, basically half of about back. halfway there so far. Wow. Now, the negative look at wow. that is to say it's slowing, right? We went 4.8 million, 1.7, 1.3 in the last three months. So it is mm-hmm. the rate is slowing. And if it doesn't pick up, we are not going to get back to you know, full by November, which is a ridiculous. I mean, that, that would be incredible to be honest. I don't expect it that. Would. If you can, if you can show but real that would improvement be the in the v economy, yeah, recovery that they're looking for. Right. That would be it. Would be inarguable, right? Yes. If they could get back, and that would to be even, nice to have an inarguable, inarguable point. Yes, that would be nice. I don't think we're going to get all the way there. He's got two more months. Trump's got two more months because remember, we will not have November numbers by the election. Obviously, we'll still be in November. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I think I. Th- Think we get October? Uh, maybe we will we even have October numbers. He at least has one more month of September. Now I think they'll come have, out that Thursday, right? We'll have uh, so that'll be Tuesday. It'll it will be it, after, right? Yeah. It's the first Tuesday it'll be after November, the first Thursday. Yeah, so we will mm-hmm. not. So he's got one more month here. He could probably tack on a couple million more, and he will have the weekly reports that will that will have come in uh, before the election. So he'll have an mm-hmm. argument as to, but probably what you're looking at in if we're looking at this realistically. He's probably, Donald Trump is probably going to be uh, telling you the night before the election that he's bought, brought back between 60 and 70% of these jobs. Which is great, uh, really. Which is, yeah, look, the, it's the pretty impressive is, in a few months. The problem is, some of the businesses that were forced into being shut down are not coming back. No. And so neither are those jobs. No. So you've lost, uh, already in New Jersey, you lost 30% of all restaurants. Jeez. And and they're thinking that might go to 50% before before it's done. And uh New York still isn't open for indoor dining yet. Which is so incredible. you got all those restaurants struggling to make ends meet on 25% of outdoor uh area being filled every day. Well, that's not enough for these guys to make ends meet. Of course not. So that's why you that's need the problem. And this is the thing I keep coming back to. The problem, a big problem with this economic argument is that so much of it is in the hands of one of the worst people in our society, Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. Because we had, obviously, we all understand, even 
even most libertarians I've talked to about this understand and agree that when the government comes to you and says you need to stay home for a couple months, the government needs to step in and make that right. It's almost right. it's closer to mm-hmm. uh, it's closer to a eminent domain situation than it is a bailout. Right. Mm-hmm. It's basically saying, we're going to take this from you. We're going to take two months of your work. Yeah. Here's your compensation. And when that's we forced have to do on you time. by the government, right. then the government's responsibility is to you and to I make think that right. Almost everyone agrees that should be, yes. that should happen for a short time. Yeah. Not forever, but for a time, there should be some sort of, uh, some sort of uh, exactly. government exchange. So that happened and it did protect, obviously. You know, there's some there's some ability to be able to just pay your way out of these problems for a short time. So that's what we did. We spent mm-hmm. we spent trillions of dollars to make it so it was only 20 million people who were losing their jobs and not 70. Right. So that has happened. It is also now expiring. If you were on unemployment, you know this. If you're one of those 20 million people, you know this, right? Where you lost your job, the unemployment they gave you the $600 a week bonus basically to cover the fact that they told you that you had to lose your job. Mm-hmm. And that has now run out. If you were a, a small business, they gave you money to bridge the gap here. That has now run out. And not everybody got it. And not everybody got it anyway. It was not well run anyway. It was, you know, it was thrown together. It's the government. That's it's how the government. they do this things. Is what happens. Not right? well. So now that's so, all expired. Yeah. The Republicans and Democrats both say that it should continue, obviously. And now Nancy Pelosi isn't even, I mean, she's not even negotiating for, about it because she knows she holds this mm-hmm. in her hands. And if you are one of these people who think that Nancy Pelosi cares so much about people that she won't destroy the economy for a couple of months to get Donald Trump out of office. Of course she would. Of course she would, right? Like, I, I don't even, I, I don't know that there's a hesitation in me that says that Nancy Pelosi would, if she's going to oh, ch- have a choice absolutely. between potentially helping Donald Trump's election uh-huh. and hurting millions of people, I, uh, not, every, not every Democrat I would say this about. Nancy Pelosi, I absolutely say it about. She would absolutely. much more... Uh, prefer she doesn't want the economy to come back not until she november doesn't want the jobs to come back she may you know right not until november at least right if they if they win she'll be happy to try to bring them back but this is something where basically republicans are agreeing with democrats yeah i know we got to throw trillions of dollars at this problem and so these numbers may get worse because of what is happening with this government program yeah. again like we all realize this is not sustainable we can't just pay our way out of this forever but to try to bridge this gap is important. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, look, she doesn't want to do it because she knows it's going to help Donald Trump. So either one thing, one or two things are going to happen. She's either going to not uh, further this government program, which is going to obviously hurt in the short term, or she is going to extract such severe penalties and ask for mm-hmm. such crazy crap that may, <laughs> we may not want to sign it anyway. Yeah. So it's a tough spot for, for Republicans right now. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. So the Antifa member, uh, 100% Antifa, who shot and killed the Trump supporter uh, the other day, was himself shot and killed last night when police caught up to him. Uh, and uh, apparently he went for the gun and, and I guess he was going to have a shootout with police and he was on the losing end of that. So we lost him. We lost him. Mm. Uh, but Vice interviewed him. Obviously, before that happened, he had some interesting things to say. Here's what he, here's what he said. 
Lots of lawyers suggest that I shouldn't even be saying anything, but I feel it's important that the world at least gets a little bit of what's really going on because there's been a lot of propaganda put out there. I had no choice. I mean, I I, I had a choice. I could have sat there and watched them kill a friend of mine of color. What? But I wasn't going to do that. That's not what was happening. He had no choice? Who was he going to kill? They were just standing there on the street corner. They, as far as I know, they were both unarmed, right? Yeah, there, there's uh, some potential. So earlier on in the day, they were shooting paintballs. Did you see this footage where the Trump guys were in the back of the truck and they were shooting yes. paintballs at some of the protesters and they mm-hmm. were spraying. I guess they were saying it was pepper spray out of the back at some of the protesters. It appears in one of the videos that the the person who was killed may have sprayed a little pepper spray in the direction that um, you don't die from that, though. That's not. No, no it isn't. It does no. not mean like it's just an excuse. Right. He's trying. Yes. Trying to say that he was innocent and was defending himself that's when clearly he was not. Clearly not. It was just a murder. Yes. And this is what happens. And you hear you hear uh, his friend or compatriot say uh, there's a couple of them right here. There's a couple right here. Mm-hmm. And then almost immediately you hear the gunshots. Yep. And they kill him. There's no they, excuse, so they were hunting no them. They were looking for them. Mm-hmm. Just really uh, uh, amazing. And 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 I will say this again because it's uh, seemingly lost in the in the news coverage of these events. There are a lot of people who are saying, "Well, these Trump supporters shouldn't have been there." Kyle, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Kyle uh, Rittenhouse shouldn't have been mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And I think there are certain arguments uh, that I would agree with on that front. But I will say this. When we had Charlottesville, what happened? You had bad guy people uh, mm-hmm. who were out there, bad yeah. bad uh, groups of people on who, both sides. <laughs> no, yeah, don't bad you dare! On both sides. No, all people were good on one side, and all people are bad on the other. Um, no, you had one. You know, white supremacists, obviously terrible, out there mm-hmm. protesting um, uh, and doing their thing. Then you had anti-protesters. Antifa were some of mm-hmm. them. Some of them were just regular people who were there to say, I don't want this in my town. The bad guys who were there and, and doing their um, their tiki torch Jews are, will not replace us thing. One of them ran over one of the counter protesters. At no point did anyone say the counter protesters should not have been there. Including on the right, right. by the way. That's true. No one ever said, oh, that cow- those counter-protesters should not have showed up. They should have been there. Nobody said that. Mm-hmm. Now, with this, with both of these situations in, um, in, in the, in the uh, in, it was Portland and Kenosha, right? The yes. Two, or the two areas? Yeah. The Portland one and, and the Kenosha one, no one's, everyone's saying, oh, well, those, those counter-protesters should never have showed up. They basically caused it, they called it on themselves. It's like, well, no, that's not the way this works. You know, this guy murdered a Trump supporter for no reason. Right. And we were all supposed to say, well, it was his fault for showing up to be a counter protester. It's not what they said about Charlottesville. We can both, we can all pretty much agree here that people like this guy who murdered them were, were bad people. They're rioting, they're breaking windows, they're terrorizing these communities. Counter protesters show up, and one of them gets killed. Another one gets attacked and then has to fire back. And what we're supposed to believe is it's their fault for showing up as counter-protesters. It's a totally different construct than last time. We just, we just reversed those rules. Last time, it wasn't the counter-protesters' fault for getting run over by a car. Obviously, it wasn't. 
And the right mm-hmm. agreed with that. Now, when it happens the other way around, the left just changes all their rules. And the media changes all of its rules. It really is frustrating. It's really frustrating. None of this really is based is. on truth anymore, Pat. It's just, what, what's the feel? I don't know. How, what can we get away with today? Yeah. It really is frustrating. This whole thing has been so bizarre and so frustrating from the very beginning. Uh, Another of those frustrating situations is this poor owner of the Minneapolis salon that rioters uh, set on fire Mm. and burned. This woman's business was completely gutted, completely burned, um, almost to the ground, but it wasn't uh, absolutely burned to the ground. So it was too dangerous, the city said, to allow to stand. So the city went in and tore it down the rest of the way mm-hmm. and sent the bill to the owner uh, of the salon for $200,000. This is, this is not the only case of this either. It's happening to several business owners there. I mean, if that's not frustrating, it makes zero sense. When the woman was in... Uh, no way responsible for any of it. In fact, she just lost her business because you didn't protect it from mm-hmm. the city. The city of Minneapolis didn't protect it from the looters. Yeah. So she lost that to fire, lost her livelihood, and then on top of it, when they tear the building down, they give her the bill for $200,000. Incredible. I, and That's I, not America. I, no. You know, and, and in one of these things, I've seen a couple articles. I know Beckett Adams wrote about this uh, in uh, in Washington Examiner. And uh, there's been this case from the left, which has basically been, hey, it's just property, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, we know they shouldn't Mm -hmm. be burning buildings down, but you know what? It's not important. It's not, that's not important. They'll get, they have insurance. They'll get their stuff replaced. Yeah. Well, apparently, and and like part of me said, wait a minute, morally, this is reprehensible. What are you talking about? You don't want to burn someone's building down. Even at the very least, if they got all their money back for the, for the business from insurance, They'd still have months where they weren't selling their product, right. months where they you know, had to lay people off, all mm-hmm. of these other complicating factors. But in the back of my head, I thought to myself, well, at least at the end of this, maybe they'll be made whole. Apparently not. Apparently not. <laughs> Quite the opposite. Yeah. Listen to some of this. I thought this was really interesting. Uh, like dozens of other investors whose properties were severely damaged in the May riots, the Kim family was stunned to discover that the money it would collect from its insurance company for demolition won't come close to the actual costs of doing the job. Most policies limit reimbursement to twenty-five to fifty thousand dollars, but contractors have been submitting bids of two hundred to three hundred thousand dollars. In many cases, the price of the work is not much lower than the value of the actual property records show. Um, another one. Uh, this is a sports dome re- retail complex, a different company than the one Pat mentioned in Saint Paul. Um, had uh, the the city hired a crew. They came in because it was an unstable building. They had to knock it down and then presented a bill to the property owners for $140,000 to haul away the debris. Um, This is happening in place after place after place. Uh, Another company Mm. um, said they got a $125,000 bid, uh, but they only had $50,000 from their insurance. You know, big companies will have uh, insurance that might cover them like a McDonald's or a Wendy's might have insurance that's going to cover something like this. A small business doesn't. A small business right. is going to wind up having their lives destroyed over something like this. And they will mm-hmm. never be made whole. Many of them, and this shouldn't matter, but many of them are immigrant-owned and minority-owned businesses 
who likely supported these rallies and riots uh, at other times and now are paying for it. And none of this is fair. Even if they had political uh, you know, beliefs that are insane, like mm-hmm. some people do, mm-hmm. it's still not fair. They should not have their stuff torched for no reason. And I do think this is connecting not only to people in the communities, but also people when it comes to the general election. They're looking at this and they're saying, wait a minute, one of these parties is blatantly, despite their recent denials, blatantly on the side of the rioters. They, I mm-hmm. mean, the vice presidential candidate of the United States r- tried to raise money to get people who were accused of murder bailed out of jail. And successfully, in some cases. In Minnesota. Yeah. She was raising money to get these people bailed out. <laughs> Jeez. That is incredible. How, unless you want a chaotic world, unless you want, you know, your life to be, uh, you know, some, some uh, anti, you know, war torn, you know, province of some African disputed territory, you know, like where, where you have, whites and blacks fighting each other and you have tribe after tribe going after each other and there's no stable government and no police unless you want that world in your future how can you want this how can you sit there sit there and embrace it whether you like donald trump or not Mm -hmm. it's hard to imagine a world in which you're like cheering this on and 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 even you can tell the biden harris campaign has realized that this is true and and now we're trying to back off of it. But we're not idiots. We were all here. Although we all saw you doing it. Biden just said yesterday. Uh, let me quote what he said. Mm-hmm. I think what happened in Portland, where one of the Trump guys riding along in vans, inciting responses, shooting rubber bullets, I guess, or paintballs. He doesn't even know what the deal is. Right. Apparently, there was someone shot by someone in the crowd with a bullet and killed. So here's <laughs> Biden. <laughs> blaming blaming the victim Mm -hmm. in this particular case Mm -hmm. and and just minimizing uh the fact that the guy was killed by this screwball in antifa they just will not condemn the things that antifa do still haven't said the name as far as i know no they haven't you remember they went up to uh, jerry nadler on the street and and he would he said it was a myth antifa was a myth right it's not a myth to this guy who's dead I don't think I've seen a single Democrat condemn what they're doing or tell them to stop. And that, why or, is that hard? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, again, like Antifa. Are these your constituents? Are these the people you're trying to please? Are I mean, there's certainly energy on that side, and maybe they're just trying not to piss off, you know, those groups. But I mean, you know, they, they, how often, Pat, did they go after Donald Trump for not uh, denouncing the alt-right oh my. or white supremacists? They still do it. And he, and he did denounce those groups. He did. I, I don't know. I think he denounced the alt-right as well, but he definitely denounced white supremacists. I remember yes. that. Uh, specifically, yes. multiple times, over and over again, it was never enough. They don't have to do this one time with Antifa. They don't have to do. They don't have to say, you know what? Black Lives Matter. There's a lot of good people who are who are riot, who are rallying and and and, pe- and peacefully protesting. And I think they should be highlighted more in the news coverage. But I will say, there is a sliver of of this group that is terrible, and they're doing terrible things. They don't even go that far because they won't. They'll, they'll say, "Well, we don't like violence," but they won't uh-huh. say Black Lives Matter is, is is involved in it. Right? They won't say Antifa is involved in it. They won't say that these groups are doing this all the time in left leaning cities all over America. Why? This is not hard. 
You know, I, you shouldn't could, be. You're not going to lose votes by saying Antifa is too violent. There's no like you lose the votes of the Antifa members. I mean, I, most of them just want to overthrow the entire government. Uh, and they're not going to vote. Most of them. Most of them. Would be my guess. Mm-hmm. Na, 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 na.